0: There you go. We're live. Welcome back to the show.
1: Well, thanks for having us back.
2: (laughs) And I apologize. We were talking off here. I was supposed to have you on a couple months ago, and then life does what it does best and go to absolute shit in a handbasket. (laughs) But it it was so. April is child child abuse awareness month.
1: It is. It's a national holiday that um, we try and do as much we can awareness and
2: everything to let people know we're still here and so i mean are you guys it's a little cold up here in, in wisconsin but i mean are you still out on the bikes and doing events like that or is that more down in the warmer states
3: we ride whenever the weather's permissible. um we gotta suffer a little bit because it's cold or rainy it's nothing because the our heroes are going through more than that mm-hmm. So our little sacrifice is nothing compared to what the kids go
2: through. So I know last time you guys were on, was was that two, two years ago now? Something like that. You're talking about, I know uh, Lionheart was talking about, and uh, a couple guys went with him uh, across Wisconsin in a snowstorm or just a snowstorm roll through. Yeah. What the heck? (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you. But as long
3: yeah. as the roads are clear. <laughs> as long as the roads are somewhat safe, we ride. so. Sure.
2: And speaking, you know, coming off COVID this year, or this last year, I mean, I know a lot of court systems were doing everything virtually. I mean, did that affect you guys? Were you doing, you know, what you so do? With, our,
3: uh, Phoenix is our court liaison. She can elaborate a little more on the dealing with the courts and COVID.
1: Well, yeah, suppose, so yeah. A lot of our stuff we saw get pushed out because they couldn't bring people in. And through victims' rights, you have the right to be there in person and you have the right to ask to face your offender. And because of that, they had to move everything through um, virtual and it made it hard for us to be able to do so. Um, but it, a lot of the counties have been really receptive to giving us those lengths or allowing at least one or two of us to be in the courtroom with our heroes. Um, we just actually had a discussion the other day because we're getting so known, if it's a jury trial, we can't wear our best in the courtroom. And we think that is a good thing. But it's also bad for our heroes because this is part of that brings them into our family. Mm-hmm. So.
2: Are the, well, are the heroes, are they allowed to wear the vest? I mean,
1: being a kid. It's just our signification right. of wearing the vest that the defense attorneys don't care for. It. And at the end of the day, we are at the mercy of the judge and to allow fair trials, which is every human's right. It just it sucks for us.
2: And getting going out, meeting the heroes and their families—I mean, has that been a challenge during all this, or did you move to the virtual platforms like so many others?
1: You want to
0: answer? It's been a little bit of a challenge, um, like anything. But you know, we have to keep pushing forward, and, uh, and that's what we've been doing. We've been—we've been actually starting to get uh, more and more uh, emails and whatnot from. Uh, people coming out of the woodwork now that seem like they're starting to get excited about wanting to join what we do and other families are in need of our help. So I think we're, I think we're on the other side of it now and it's, it's picking back up.
2: And uh, for listeners that are want to volunteer and help out, I know we went into that quite in depth back on the last time you're we here. And I'm trying to look at the episode because you'd think I'd have my homework done after two months, but no, <laughs> but it was about two years ago. So that I don't know the number off the top of my head. So forgive me. <laughs> It's okay, but with that, I mean, like I said, you know, moving to the more virtual and and stuff like that. But you know, I was hearing stats, especially when quarantine was in full swing, that you know, um, repeat drug use and alcohol abuse and such like that, even domestic violence was skyrocketing. Did you guys see an increase of families going through? You know, you know, what the heroes are going through and coming forward because of that, or did that go down?
1: Statistically, we stayed the same. So our numbers didn't increase from previous years, but we did see a lot more creative ways for people to reach out to us for the family's help, for the court's help, um, multiple panels that I sit on. Talked about, you know, with the stimulus payment and people having nothing but time, there was a ton of drug related charges to go through. So, you know, while the teachers at school can't see the physical abuse, they still know about the abuse going on in the home.
2: And how much of a challenge has that been on you with all the, you know, extra work coming in, or has it been? fairly easy to navigate through with the extra downtime.
1: (laughs) That can go both ways. Um, There's some times where it gets inundating just because you want to be able to help every single person that calls. Um, They have to fit a criteria and it's hard to say no. Um, So you spend that extra time giving them the resources that they need.
0: And it's been kind of a double-edged sword, too, as far as we may not have been getting as many cases because of the communication and the COVID thing was, was tough. But at the same time, you know, our personally, our some of our numbers have been down, too, as far as our membership and stuff, because... You know, on organizations like this, typically, you know, you're you're not looking at people that, that on average are volunteering for, you know, 10, 20 years, most of the time you get, you know, two to five years or something, if you're lucky. Five years is kind of on the high end, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So we kind of rely on being able to get out in the public and have other people see us, as, you know, through awarenesses and stuff like that too and want to pursue joining us. But since we've been, you know, having to kind of sit on our hands a little bit because of COVID, you know, it's been tough for us to replenish the numbers of people that you know that we lost over the last year and a half. Um, so, while the numbers stayed the same, with the chapter shrinking a little bit, that put a lot more weight on everybody else's shoulders. You know, so it's it really that's why I kind of smirked when you said that about downtime because it really hasn't been because <laughs> those <laughs> are still you know still hanging around. It's been less downtime, but um, like I said earlier, the it, the phone's starting to ring. The emails are starting to come in and stuff. So I, I see our numbers going back up. So that'll relieve, you know, relieve everybody. So yeah.
3: unfortunately, I don't think COVID slowed down child abuse. You know, if anything, it's probably excelled it. It's just mm-hmm. everything's so backlogged, like everything else in the world, that I think it's going to hit like a shit storm here pretty soon. You know, once the court systems can get back to their, however they do it, You know, they're going halfway right now. So I got a gut feeling by the time this COVID is done, it's going to get really busy. And just anything, there's probably more abuse cases going on that haven't came through the system yet just because people have been stuck at home and mm
0: -hmm.
3: doing stupid crap and... You
2: know, it, it's common. Yeah, and I, I've noticed quite a bit. You know, in the increase on the mental health side, you know, whether it's an advertisement on a podcast, social media for services out there, even an increase in um, uh, sex trafficking and child abuse uh, organizations out there that are working to help. And I have had a listener asked over Instagram. And just to clarify, you don't work with the local law enforcement agencies or state level. To do the investigation site, you do?
1: Well, okay. So we work with them in the aspect of they can give us referrals to cases. They can, with the um, legal guardian's permission, share information, but we don't do any of the investigative. Right, right.
3: And yeah, we, we kind of come in where the, if there's an uh, abuse case and say the family's scared or being threatened, the police can't stay there 24-7 and protect the kid and the family. That's something we can offer because we're volunteers, you know, and Mm -hmm. if the child needs sleep and they're worried someone's outside, we'll go there and stay outside and let the child get their sleep and make sure they want want to go to school. You know, we escort them, you know, we're the law enforcement, they don't have the resources to do that.
2: And I suppose, you know, now that we're almost 10 minutes deep, I probably should have started with this, but do you just want to give a brief, uh, broad stroke overview of what is BACA or Bikers Against Child Abuse?
1: Sure. Our mission statement (laughs) says it the best. I I can
0: just read. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. have it memorized, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) so the the mission statement. Hmm. Bikers Against Child Abuse, ACA, exists with the intent to create a safer environment for abused children. We exist as a body of bikers to empower children to not feel afraid of the world in which they live. We stand ready to lend support to our wounded friends by involving them with an established, united organization. We work in conjunction with local and state officials who are already in place to protect children. We desire to send a clear message to all involved with the abused child that this child is part of our organization And that we are prepared to lend our physical and emotional support to them by affiliation and our physical presence. We stand at the ready to shield these children from further abuse. We do not condone the use of violence or physical force in any manner. However, if circumstances arise such a we are the only obstacle preventing a child from further abuse, we stand ready to be that obstacle. Yeah. that's our That's our I, speech. Speech <laughs> overview. <there for>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think I talked about it last time you guys were on, but yeah, the first time I saw or I heard of the organization is just an article I think is out of. Uh, the southwest i want to say texas new mexico but is this little little picture with a little kid with that with the biker vest on and probably 20 or 30 burly bikers with their with their bikes out all surrounded around they're just having a good time playing it's like what the heck is going on right into him like oh that's really cool and then kind of got shoved to the back of my mind until bull reached out or we got talking through through our mutual jobs and you know, hey, I had this cool podcast. You should come talk about that, blah, blah, blah. So it's been, it was fun talking to you then. But, and I know, like I mentioned before, we went into depth about, you know, how to be, or what you do and what you kind of look for in a new member. But you mentioned, you know, you're trying to replenish those numbers. I mean, if somebody's looking to come help out and volunteer, what are you looking for?
3: Basically, you got to have access to a motorcycle to be a supporter, a member of BACA. Um, you got to come to two meetings, our monthly meetings. And then if we get a good feeling, we'll take in, you got to get an NCIC background fingerprint. And then once that clears, you can start training and taking you know the next step in BACA. Um, minimum of a year of learning, doing webinars, and you we have a sponsor that shows you the ropes. Um, we're not going to just let anybody work with our kids without, you know, proper training and support from the chapter. You
0: know, to add to that, what we look for is we want someone who, who can put the kids first because that's, you know, that's honestly, you know, obviously why we're all here is to help the kids. So, you know, we're not a, we're not a writing organization. We're not, you know, anything like that. We're here to help kids. So if you show up and, and your first priority is not to be there for the kids and you're probably stopping by the wrong place, you know? So that's that, you know, dedication and, and uh, loyalty and uh, you know, integrity are pretty important too. And I I think it's,
3: it's hard for people to understand what it means to be a member of BACA. Um, I got 10 years of it and I can bet you there's 20, 30 times where I've been wanting to quit and just, you know it takes a lot of time mm-hmm. and i always think of you know all the good things that came out of it and there's no way i can leave you know I'll, I'll hit rock bottom be ready to turn in my patch but either we'll have something come up or i'll think of a past court case or just a happy kid you know that is an adult and doing good you know it, it keeps you going
2: Yeah, I still remember. you really
3: gotta take it and run with it when you get into BACA. Like, I, I joined BACA, I ran into some members and they invited me to a soup cook-off, chili feed. And I looked at the girlfriend at the time, and I'm like, this is just a fake group because Wild Hogs was the big movie
2: that
3: <laughs> yeah. <tons> of <laughs> we But I bought tickets just to support them. Well, that morning, she wanted to go to it, and I'm like, nah, screw that. But she talked me into going, and we went there, and... I said, "Hey, come to a couple meetings," and we did. And you know, here it is, ten years later, and empowering the shit out of these kids that need us.
2: And I remember, you know, the story. Uh, I can't remember who told it now, but uh, her name was Starfish. Last time you guys were on, yep. and uh, for the record, someone who was cutting onions in the studio that night. So I don't know what <laughs> anybody else says, but <laughs> you won't say who. Right? <laughs> uh, when you when you're doing stuff like that, I mean. It's gotta take a bit of a mental toll on yourself. And you said, you know, like you said, you're there for the kids. I mean, how do you guys just kind of box it up for the time being, pack it away, and then how do you take care of yourselves on, you know, the mental health you side have, of you it? You
3: gotta count on your the members, your brothers and sisters to you know, we debrief every time we do something. We before we do it, we have a briefing afterwards we debrief. You know, and you gotta count on your fellow Baca members and supporters to support you because it, it is a tough thing we do and, you know, with
0: all the supporting cast, you know, it takes a whole village to do this. So it is difficult too, but um, like anything, you know, you might struggle uh, to make it through one day or the next, you know, kind of help uh, some of the, the kids are helping out or the heroes. But it takes that one time when, you know, whether it be in court or, or whatever the particular situation is, hear, you know, that, that hero say to you, like, thanks. I, you know, I couldn't have done it without you or something. And you know what, that, that right there, it, for me anyway, completely alleviates all the stress and all the, you know, everything that you, you've had to, to endure to be able to help that child. You know, it, it, it immediately kind of, for me again, you know, kind of flushes things out and puts me back at, at zero, you know, until we can help the next one and, and keep the process going, you know
2: if you see another member that looks like maybe their their stress levels are just a little too high or maybe they got you know too many cases in a row whatever the case may be but they're they're at that point where maybe they need to take a knee but they're not willing to admit it to themselves i mean have you ever had that conversation with each other or within the chapter like hey just sit this one out go go take a nap you know whatever do what you need to do but then we'll you'll be here for the next one
1: so i can actually to this, Um, we've had membership change or as we had talked about, Um, and in that positions change within the chapter, you know, you have to learn to cover other positions. We have our executive board, which is our president, vice president, security, secretary, and treasurer. When those positions vacate, we have to put new people in there. So those opened up. Um, we have court liaison, agency liaison, child liaison, initial training sponsor. I mean, there's so many that go on. Um, and in that, I had to adjust some of the roles that I was in to take over for vacancies. Um, and one of them was a the child liaison. So typically in the past, our child liaison hasn't needed to be a partner primary to the children, just because there's been enough membership to support that. Um, But we're now in a situation where we're having to have the child liaison be a primary as well. Um, I think it was like a month and a half ago. um, I was struggling pretty hard mentally, and I still am. I'm not gonna hide from that. I've never hidden the issues that I've had. Um, but I hit my breaking point because I didn't sleep the night before. I was completely drained, super stressed, and worried about being there for this kid. Um, and I just broke down. I, we, I was in the vehicle with Tank and Itchy heading out to the bulls, or no, heading out to one of our meet spots. And I'm sobbing in the back seat. And both Tank and Itchy are like, "Hey, you." take your time, if you need to go home, go home. And then my mom calls saying she's on the way to the ER with heart issues. So you, you learn to adjust your perspective really quickly because if I can't care for myself, I can't care for a kid. So we have to learn to have that discussion with each other. And then we have to learn how to get through what we're going through to help the kids not go through this later in future because they haven't learned COVID mechanisms mm-hmm. because I don't have them. I, but I don't show that outwardly, you know, it just, it's an internal torment.
2: And, you know, you mentioned, you know, you're doing a year of training. I mean, do you have, like auxiliary training, if you will. So, you know, Phoenix, you need to take a knee. And can you go? Hey, Bull, I need you to this do this one thing for me today. Can you do that? I mean, is there that you know uh, uh, structure in place?
3: We help each other out, you know. And if it's if it's gets to the point where you can't help them at that moment, they have the option of taking a leave of absence and keep their status in the chapter, and they just file the paperwork and they can take a break and whether it's family life or they're just having had a, you know, just it wears on you. So sometimes you need a break.
1: You know, so the other thing, side a little bit. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> um, the only person you don't know that wasn't at the last one is Tang. So,
2: I was going to say, yeah, it's my, my memory's perfect. It's my recall. It's not so good. So my apologies.
1: <laughs> nope. That's
0: totally okay. You, can you know, remember a good looking guy like this. Right? So.
2: <laughs> it's the blurry screen. I swear.
3: <laughs> it, is, it is. It is. No. Um, I just, we got him from an
2: Amish farm. <laughs> I didn't know they had motorcycles out there.
1: <laughs> uh, he has a special horse hard one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> No. So, you know, how we were talking earlier about COVID and restrictions and all that kind of stuff. Um, Myself and Bull and Tank vicariously just dealt with something similar with this one of our heroes. Um, He, his court kept getting postponed and postponed. And finally his date came up in court. Um, he ended up having a two day jury trial. And in this time we, so I might let Bull explain this cause he was a primary and then we'll kind of fill in some gaps.
3: Yeah, okay. but in basically on this case we had the, the, we call our kids heroes. Cause what they do is, you know, consider him heroes. He, being his primary, he was... I didn't know what he had been through because we don't... As primaries, you don't need to know, you don't care to know unless the child wants to share it with you. But unfortunately, when you go to court and the child testifies, you hear the details. And I had no idea of the abuse this kid had been through. So... I was glad that we were able to empower him to speak his mind to the court and stare down the perp and be able to, you know, get his, point not point, but get his feelings out. And, you know, and it was just, this child was so scared being at court because the perp was out on bail and walking around the courthouse. It was a two-day trial. So we literally had to, when the child was in the victim witness room waiting to go in, we had to stand with their backs outside so he could see our patches because he was worried the guy was going to come into the victim witness room and get him you know and it's you know and he did his he did phenomenal
1: so the part that is like the biggest kicker he's being um questioned by the state which is the prosecutor and you know it's going really well and then defense gets the opportunity to question him a while as well. And the defense attorney said, so your name is X, Y, Z. Can I call you X? And he's like, no, it's Mr. Z, you know? So to see this kid put the court people in their place. I mean, I have goosebumps just thinking of this and seeing that kid, from the day we did the level one, two and a half, almost three years ago, and still be able to live the life of empowerment facing his perp down. And so on the second day of trial, um, it was way late at night. We weren't thinking court was gonna wrap up that night. Um, So a couple of the members stayed in town just in case the verdict came through and the verdict had come through and-
3: Like seven o'clock at night.
1: Yeah. And Mr. Z reached out to his primaries and said, hey, can you come over to my house? I've got news to tell you. And then you can-
3: Yeah, so we went to this, to the hero's house. And like I said, being this kid's primary, he didn't show a lot of emotion. He was real quiet and mellow. I never seen so much tears and smiles from a kid and just he had to hug every one of us. You know, it was just, it was cool seeing him because you could just see the relief, you know, and it was, I don't know, it's just hard to explain the, it was excitement for him, but it was also like a lot of relief. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had to literally go around and hug everybody and thank them <laughs> like three or four times, you know, it was Pretty, pretty amazing to see the whole process play out, you know, and it just lets you know what we do works. It's it's incredible every time I see it.
1: Well, and to speak to the inspirement of this kid or empowerment, if you will, he's going to learn how to be a law enforcement officer. He'd done some ride-alongs with the law enforcement officer. Um, he's very much coming out on the upper end of things. And that's what we hope to do with breaking the chains. So I think we talked about it before, but the symboli- symbolization of the patch and which each piece of the patch means and breaking the chains is one of them. And that kid, his chains were broken the day he got to stand up on that, on that I can't think of the word anymore. Stand, Stand, thank you, not Stan. COVID brain.
2: It's been a long <laughs> week for everyone.
1: <laughs> um, he got to stand up there on that sand and say, you know, hey, this is my life. You did this to me. I want my life back.
3: And us just talking about it, don't even touch the hardly any of how incredible it is we could talk to her blue in the face about it but to actually witness it it is so incredible it's you know and this kid's he's going to go on and be something someday you know and you know and he hid the abuse for what five years five years before he even told anybody you know and so you know they get triggers and you know something brought it out and he wanted this guy to face justice before he hurt other people and
0: You know, so he's a true hero. That's why, you know, you asked us earlier about, uh, you know, what we look for in people and, and, you know, to to join our organization. And it's funny because I'm always the first one to say that, you know, we could use more help, we could use more help. You know, the more people that we have, the more more kids we should be able to help, you know, if we have a bigger chapter in theory. Um, And even though we need people terribly, I – I spend more energy trying to talk people out of <laughs> coming back to the second, <laughs> because you know the stories that they're telling and stuff. And like Bull said, it, it doesn't do it justice. You know, it's it's like the you know the picture you took while you're camping and you try to show everybody and like look at how beautiful this is. Well, the picture never you know never does justice for what you're seeing with your eyes. You know, and, and it's the same way. That's why I'm so protective over our heroes. You know, I. I figure if I spend all this energy trying to talk people out of coming back, if they keep coming back and they're stubborn and they keep wanting to join, then you know, you're know you like, okay, you're one step closer to being the, the kind of person that I feel like I can trust around these these kids that we help, you know, so. Um, and
3: by think doing that and saying that, that's when someone joins BACA, you want them to stick around for a long time just because, well, they put all the work into it, but certain kids might connect with a certain member mm-hmm. and I've had to go around, have members quit or whatever and explain to these children that had a took a particular liking to a certain member that, you know, they're no longer part of the group. You know, and that's why we do our training and, you know, we make sure you're, you know, a good fit. And that's why we do like the de-stressing. And, you know, if it's too much and you feel like you can't handle it, take a break. Mm-hmm. You know, it's
2: it's a lot. Yeah, and like well, I mentioned before, you know, the story, the story of starfish. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back, and uh <clears throat> it wouldn't hurt to have a box of tissues on hand for that one. <laughs> yeah, uh, and yeah. I. No, sorry. go ahead. Glenn. No, no, go ahead.
3: I just, you know, I've been in Bacca long enough, you know, and statistics, you know. There's one in five kids experience sexual abuse before they're 18. You know, so I always think about look at a classroom, 25, 30 kids. There's five to six kids in that classroom that have had not just other abuse, but sexual abuse. One in three females. You know, and honestly, society, it's the dirty little secret. They don't want to deal with it, they don't want to hear about it. You know, it's just wrong. We've tried calling like news stations. To do, hey, April's Child Abuse Prevention Month, let's mm-hmm. do a story. No, they'd rather do a story on like solar cars and, you know, cause people don't wanna deal with it. Right. And it's actually a hidden epidemic. A um, lot of drug and alcohol abusers as adults were abused as kids. And that's their way of self-medicating. You know, you'll be out in public with your vest on. I bet, I bet you I've had over a hundred people come up to me as adults and be like, where were you when I was a kid? And then they start telling their story, you know, because Baca wasn't around back then when they were kids. So it's 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 a bigger epidemic than people think, you know. It's
2: when did Baca officially come together?
1: Nineteen ninety five, and then the state of Wisconsin in two thousand seven, something like that. Yeah, and so, so we're
3: you-
2: Yep, go ahead.
3: We're in like 17 countries and all 50
0: states, so.
1: <laughs> Don't mind the cat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. The fun. cat's not part of Baca. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, but to, to go back, so remind me again, you said level one with a kid. If you just want to walk us through what a level can one Phoenix is. You could have Phoenix do
0: that, kind yeah. her department.
1: Yeah, so... Basically what happens, the legal guardian, oh, I can talk. I'm sorry. We're much better bikers than speed, people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, The legal guardian contacts are helpline, um, and I can always give you that. Actually, I, it's on the back of the trifold. Um, it's 888, I think. Yep, 888-806-5437. Um, in the state of Wisconsin, there are six... Chapters? Six, yeah. Six chapters, we're option seven. We're based out of Hudson, New Richmond area. Um, So option seven puts that legal guardian in contact with Great Rivers. Great Rivers serves all up and down the river bank. um, And I would say close to 100, 100 and a half miles around the area. So Minnesota and Wisconsin. Um, after that legal guardian contacts me, I ask a series of questions. Um, has it been re- reported to anyone? It doesn't, it could be reported to the authorities and whether it's an investigation or not, that doesn't matter. It just needs to be reported to the proper channels. Um, there's a couple of reasons for that. There's a lot of protection of the mission that happens from that. Um, because we want you to be honest about this and there are some dishonest people out there. So that helps weed that out. Um, We ask a series of other questions. From that, I bring that information to my board of directors. Usually when that that parent calls or the legal guardian calls, I have a very good understanding of the abuse the child has suffered um a lot of it is just the first reach point for that parent to word vomit something out and it's not a bad word vomit it's them saying i desperately need help and i don't know who to talk to please help me as best as you can um so like i said i bring the location um how many children may be involved and whether I think it's a good case for BACA to move forward with. Um, And then my board of directors say, yep, go ahead and move on with the intake. So myself and sometimes two or three other members come out and we just go meet face-to-face, one with the legal guardian and two with the kids. Um, Before I meet, I always send out the YouTube video that we have for the kids to watch with the legal guardian. Um, it's very descriptive and it gives kind of a good idea to that kid what they could expect um, because it is we, our image is everything and that's intimidating even sometimes to the kids, you know, <laughs> right. but they, they always get this whole thought in their head. Their of people are scarier than the perp. So that works to our advantage of, as well. But at the end of the day, it's all the kids choice. If they don't want us involved, we don't get involved. Um, it's not what the parents want. It's not, it could be what the parents think is good for them. But if that child does know we're done. And that's one step in giving that child their voice back. And it's huge from that. We determine
2: Yeah, real quick. Sorry to interrupt you. If, uh, child you know maybe they say yes right away but then they change their mind, or vice versa it I mean say they say no and then they decide they well okay maybe I do want Bakker around can the le- parent or legal guardian call back and be like hey they changed your mind would you mind talking to them
1: absolutely that's always a revolving door um, sometimes there are situations where maybe it's looking like a custody situation that I have to say no to, but then the parent contacts me later after custody has been reaffirmed to that legal guardian where it's not a 50-50 situation, where it fits better for us. So we can reopen that. Um, if we get four weeks into visits and the kids are saying, I, this isn't for me, I mean, it could even be at the level one and we're done. So, what the level one is, is where we welcome them into our Baca family. Um, so, we show up with as many people as we can on as many bikes as we can. Try not to be too over intimidating. You know, we heard a story of like a 100 and some odd bikes going to a level one, which, if you put two people on that bike, I mean, that's over 200 people for one kid, and that kid is you kind of muddy the mission that way. So mm-hmm. we try to keep a balance. Um, we give them their own vest at that. They get their own bear. And, you know, burden I wish we were in your place because I would have you hug this bear because these bears are filled with forever hugs and they're safe hugs for the kids to get. So we'll go back <laughs> Months later, and see this bear completely tattered because they're hugging on it so much. And what we want the kids to know is not only are we here, but the people that support us love to hug on this bear too. Um, I did a presentation for the Lions Club, and we passed this around, and the amount of hugs and the people holding on to it—it it was astronomical—and to see. Uh, Titan, this is not for you. (laughs) Um, To see the people, their eyes light up over something as simple as a teddy bear and knowing that they are adding some sort of piece of healing for this child is huge. Um, From there, the two primaries go back, back and visit every two weeks. And then every four weeks from there six weeks and then we just kind of fade off in the background depending on if court's out in the future or if we're seeing that empowerment from that child we just back away and naturally fade into the background You we- take cues
0: from the from the children you know mm-hmm. some of them take more visits some of them after two you can almost go this kid's get to where they got to be already you know so yeah like she's saying it's it's a lot of cues from from the kids every two to four to six weeks you know depending on their schedules and the family schedules and and whatnot so um at the level one though too the one thing that I, I know she's a little bit nervous kind of skipped over that's important for the kids is is when we give them their vests one of the big things that we do is we let them pick their own road name. Like we all, obviously, you know, Phoenix, Bull Tank, we all have our own road names. That's another way we give them their power. You know what I mean? Like you, you get to pick the coolest name that you want, whether it's your favorite kind of motorcycle or your favorite cartoon character. You want to name yourself after your favorite candy. We don't care. It's just, that's your choice. And we tell mom and dad and, and auntie and grandma, you know, personally honest, we don't give a damn what you want the kid to be named. Okay? I stopped not stop trying to <laughs> influence them. This kid wants to be named. Jelly beans, they're gonna be jelly bean, it's that simple, you know. And then we dump a big pile of patches in the middle of the floor and tell them, All right, you you know, start picking patches, these are the ones that are gonna signify you and what you stand for, and you know it's another way we give them their power back, they get to decorate it any way they want, you know. We offer them a, a motorcycle ride, you know. If, I mean, obviously that's one thing we need permission from the parents that it's okay, but, you know, as long as the parents say it's okay or guardian guardians say it's okay, then, you know, we take them for a ride around the block or, you know, a ride, you know, the 15 minute ride or whatever, something like that, you know, but again, that's their choice. If they say, nope, then no, we don't do it. You want to put the cut on, you know, or the vest on at the level one? Nope. Don't do it. That's your choice. Then you know. I mean, what's everything is about giving them their choice, whatever they want to do. You know, and that's that's the biggest way. You know, people always ask us, "Well, what do you mean, you empower them? How do you empower them?" It's it's so simple that it's it's you know the keep it simple, stupid method. You know what I mean? We (laughs) just we literally we show up when we say we're going to show up. We do what we say we're going to do, and we let the kid be a kid and speak for themselves and make their own decisions. You know, and and. The what I don't know, I'm not a spokesman, but the efficacy or whatever, if that's the word I'm looking for <laughs> of that, is it's ridiculous, you know, just simple stuff. The road name, the bikes, the you know, the patches they pick out. It's it's amazing how big a difference, even those couple of quick things, you know, you mm-hmm. can see change at the end of the level one a lot of times just from those things.
3: Uh, another thing about the child picking a road name and we use road names is that way there they don't know our real name so they don't search us on social media you know we don't need them to see what our personal stuff is if there's kids your primaries for it you don't know their real name i've had kids go through the whole Baca thing i still don't know their original name i know them by their road name
2: and by so by primary you are the primary contact visitor that here, His visitor and I yeah, imagine then. The child can
3: call me 24/7, 365. They're scared, threatened.
0: Happy. Happy. Each each child gets two primaries. We always do everything in at least twos. You know that's for our safety and for the you know and for the heroes too. You mm-hmm. know there's always there's always somebody accompanying. You know so everyone's everyone's everything's on the up and up. You know what I mean? That's the that's the big thing. You know
2: can go back and I I know what you mean by the intimidation bit. I know, tank, I, we're not in person, obviously over Zoom, but I get an impression you're not a little fella. And if, I'm six foot three, and it's not often I feel feels small in a room. But I mean, a few of you were to show up outside and be like, "What what's going on, guys? Want some coffee?" Oh my
1: goodness, seriously, <laughs> I have a parrot.
2: Got all the studio <laughs>
3: You know, another thing, you know, we mentioned intimidation. We don't try to intimidate the kid or the perps. That's the last thing we want to do. We don't want to cause mistrials or whatnot. But Phoenix was talking about kids. For some reason, kids always levitate to bikers because they know bikers are, they're honest, they're going to do what they're, you know, they're loyal, generous. My mentor when I was in the Minnesota chapter when I first started, he's the biggest, scariest dude you'd ever, he's probably your height, Gordon. He's padded from here down from I ain't padded as a space. And he's got this look like I'm going to rip your head off and shit down your throat. <laughs> you know, he's just and, uh, this guy was my, my sponsor, you know, I followed him and every time we do a level one or taking a new kid, these little kids are like a magnet to him,
0: okay.
3: And it's the only time you'd see this guy smile. I mean, it, and you know the reason the kids always levitated to him is because he's the biggest, scariest dude there, and they're thinking no one's gonna mess with me with this guy, you know. And this, it was just amazing to see it. I was, I mean, if you saw this guy walking down the street, you'd go to the other, the other side way. or turn away or, you know, and it, that really amazed me, and that's what kept me going.
1: And you wouldn't think women would be intimidating, um, but there's a softness that the women bring to the organization that I think helps balance things for these kids too. Because not every purpose male, not every purpose female, not every purpose old, not every purpose young. So, you know, we try as best as we can to keep these kids realizing that not every person out there is bad, but the good ones can make you really good.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, women are very important in the bucket roles. It's, and they get patched in just like the guys, are. they're equal. You know, it's...
1: It's very uncommon in the motorcycle community to have this much power and respect as a woman and we're touching on different things here but you know as a woman normally i wouldn't have this opportunity to talk to you mm-hmm. i wouldn't be allowed the same civil civil liberties through this organiz- you know without this organization giving me the chance
0: now she's my wife so i have to respect her the other people <laughs> do it, <isn't> it? <laughs>
2: Yeah. Well, living can definitely be intimidating. I, I can attest to that. Having a mom that was a teacher for 41 years, I'm 33 years old and there's still times where I'll ask myself, yeah, yeah no, no, she'd probably knock me out for that one. Well, that's <laughs> yep. but going back, you mentioned the the persona around bikers. I mean, a lot of that I, I would, yeah, as an outsider, I don't have a bike. Um, it seems to come from you know, the the Hollywood, you know, like you mentioned, Sons of Anarchies or, you know, um, Born to be Wild by Steppenwolf or uh, Turn the Page, of course. I mean, does that seem to help or hurt your cause?
1: So it's interesting. I was just primaries last year to a kid um, that actually had asked if it means that we're going to come and take that kid to our clubhouse. So she had seen... Clearly, the Hollywood version. Um, so no, we explained we're no we're we're just here for you. We're gonna come visit you at your home or your safe place. Um, she was terrified, unbelievably petrified of a motorcycle. Motorcycle. Her mom had one, um, but she was terrified to even sit on it. Yeah. So we ended up having to go back. And it's not a having to go back. We ended up going back to give a ride and to see the smile on her face because she wanted to go on the ride. She wanted to be on that motorcycle. She felt safe enough to overcome a fear. And that's my payday, you know, to see that kid ask for something. That they don't have, or they were so afraid of having. That's my payday. That's like Bull was saying earlier, how I get through my my darkest days. And it isn't about me. It isn't about Bull. is It isn't about Tank. It's about these kids. But we all have our own badges, or shields, stripes, whatever you want to call them. The bear as well
2: mm-hmm. and
3: you mentioned when the empowerment comes yeah. from the thanks at us showing up with the bikes you know when we take the hero for a, a ride with the group it makes them feel like they're part of our organization and you know they're and i've seen kids you know they're not around motorcycles i've seen them you know we'll say hey, come on look at the bikes you know and oh i don't want to ride you know and they'll look you know and then all of a sudden you'll start one up you know and let them touch the <laughs> throttle and <laughs> You know, next thing you know, they want to go for a ride, you know, and it's their choice, mm-hmm. you know, 100%. But that's that's where BACA has the niche to help these kids is the, the brotherhood and the family and the the bike organization. You know, because even your, your Hells Angels and Outlaws, they are so family oriented and, you know, they take care of each other. And that's kind of what BACA does. And, you know, we're there for these kids that way.
2: And you mentioned the social media side of things. You know, they don't know your real name, but social media seems to be the the currency of today uh, with most of my generation and those preceding mine. How do you guys manage that? I mean, on one hand, it's how you get the it's a, it's free advertising for an organization like vodka or whatever the case may be. But how do you balance it out with, you know, at the same time keeping it private? You know that the work-life balance, if you will.
1: So a lot of our posts actually come from international. Anything BACA-related, um, such as events or upcoming information, comes from our uh, international page. To keep that balance, some of us keep our, pri- our pages completely private. Unless you know me personally, you don't know how to find me. Um, A lot of it is not taking pictures with our vests on. If we have our vests on, blurring out the logos. Um, So sometimes it's bad. There are times to not say that our vests aren't unblurred out on pictures. Isn't always the case. But we try and control as much of the information that the public has access to. Um, For the simple fact of, one, it's trademarked. So it is an official logo, um, it can't be duplicated. You, we try and keep as much of this information protected so that we can help protect the heroes because their information is their information. No one else needs to know it. So we try and keep it as locked on as we can.
0: I got a real short, simple, stupid answer for that. I just yep. say the hell off of Facebook. <laughs> That's, then I don't have to worry about it.
2: <laughs> don't host a podcast then. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, I, I do listen to i do listen to podcasts right yeah i don't, yes. <laughs> I, don't I don't do uh, i don't do facebook well
2: I've, I've i've joked with friends and family that if i didn't have this podcast i would have deleted my own personal accounts years ago <laughs> because of the dumpster fire that they become quickly
0: Yeah. but you know again like like she was you know the way we keep everything separate again you know um there's a lot of these people that you know like bull oh, right there's times I gotta actually. I mean, I've known the guy for five years. We've we've been together, you know, doing stuff for five years, pretty tight knit. Eat dinner together, hang out, you know, on weekends, that kind of stuff. And there's times I actually gotta stop and go. If if I if somebody who's not in pocket refers to him as his real name, yeah. I'm like, yeah. wait a minute. Who the, oh, yeah. That's right. that's <laughs> so so since we use our road name so much, that's the mm-hmm. biggest part of it. You know, I mean, as long as the the heroes don't know what our real names are and that's why you know a lot of things you know like say a newspaper or you know maybe a a different podcast or the news or whatever a lot of them won't even interview us if we don't say oh you know my name's tank you know aka you know blah 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 and give my real name they they won't even have anything to do with it it's like but that's we do that on purpose you know so that it's, it's for our safety and for the heroes we help, you know, so that no, there's no way to connect the, you know, the dots on any of this stuff.
2: And so I'm just curious for the road names, do you guys get to pick your own? Like you said, the hero gets picked theirs. Or is it one of those, you know, within friend, group friends or the military or whatever the case may be? You get the name that you're stuck with and good luck trying to shut that one. It's way. a
0: little of
3: both, you know. If you do something wolf. stupid, you're gonna get a name.
2: <laughs> <laughs> bumper
3: yep. We got a member that her road name is Jem, but they were going to visit one of our heroes at a karate class and they pulled in on their bikes and they're doing a U-turn in the parking lot, and she happened to be going by this car a Chevy tracks and her foot caught the bumper and ripped the bumper off the car. <laughs> brand new car. Brand new car. So that's get the name bumper. But here the damn car was the pocket hero's mother's car. <laughs> so now she's got an extra name patch. <laughs> and then we had another guy when I was in a different chapter, he showed up in this big, ugly poncho And he's like, well, I want to pick my road name out. And we're like, no, you're Ponto. (laughs) (laughs) He's still Ponto today, you know.
0: Because, like, who in the hell would wear that, you know. (laughs) You you know, my road name's Tank, but, you know, one time, one time a guy (laughs) had to stop and be, so immediately I became Tiny Tank because that's, you know, apparently I got a a small bladder, you know. (laughs) So, yeah, there's, there's all kinds of ways. You know, most times people at least have a pretty good uh, say in what their name is, but you know, they change over time sometimes.
2: I remember when we were down at uh, Blind Ninja Studios A, that delightful little basement hot box. Uh, was it Dillweed or Itchweed, something like that? Humbleweed. Humbleweed. Humbleweed, there we go. Okay. <laughs> get confused. We have a, a friend, of, a friend of mine, uh, we call him dillweed because he was a dillweed oh. in, in, in high school. <laughs> but uh, most importantly, um, if there's somebody out there listening and they, they want to get in touch with you, or maybe they know some that should, could possibly use your help or well, BACA as a general, uh, wherever they might be, what's the best way to get in touch?
1: So there's bachworld.org, which is the website. You can actually look by country, by state, by, I believe you can put your zip code in now and it'll find the closest chapter to you. Um, otherwise you can call the helpline. It's 24 hours statewide, 888-806-5437 or 806-KIDS. Um, Option seven for Great Rivers. You can reach out through the Facebook page, through Instagram. I'm not quite sure that they have a Twitter, but if you reach out through the messengers on each either platform, they will get you in contact. Um, emails get forwarded from international down to the chapters based on, you know, the president fields it for the state and then sends it to the chapters, but yeah, any of that, any social media platform, like I said, with the exception of Twitter, um, it's out there.
3: So yeah. And our meetings are open to the public. So anybody can come to a meeting. you know, just go on the website and look up great rivers and it'll tell you where our meeting is and what time. And, you know,
1: Thursday six thirty <coughs> p.m.
2: And is there a, uh, like an, if somebody wants to join or volunteer, is there an application they can fill out online or should they contact the chapter for that?
0: They need to show up. That's yeah. They just, they need to show up and, and like I said, do the two, the two meetings. And then there's the whole personal vibe feeling, you know, between the rest of the chapter and stuff. Cause you know, you know, it is is you're human too, man. You, you get that vibe. And sometimes you just get a bad vibe and, you know, and, Maybe it doesn't work out. Maybe it does. But I can't honestly say that I can recall anybody that showed up that really, you know, showed up a second or third time and really was interested in joining that we went. No, you know, most people that show up are there for the right reasons. So I've had one, one, and
3: it was – he was seven or eight months in before we wow. just asked him to leave. And he, he was an older guy, but he was – he just had little flags kept popping up and he had a clean background check and you know this and that. But he was just that's why we do the minimum of a year to get a patch, you know, before mm-hmm. you work with our kids. And you know, the board talked and we're like, this guy just ain't a good fit because we're not gonna take any chances with our kids
0: and you know, and he was asked to leave the chapter and with that being said, too, as far as you know, uh just because you join our chapter, you do the two meetings and, you, you know, you meet with me and you do the background check and and you clear, like Paul was just saying, we still have 90 days after that that we set as our personal uh, Great Rivers chapter sets as a kind of a minimum that as a chapter, we want to get to know you more than just this quick little interview, if you will, to get in before we start bringing you around the kids, you know, so in reality, you're looking five, six, you know, months or more from the first time that you come to a meeting before you have an opportunity to meet kids. So we just do that again so that we figure there's plenty of time for us to get to know you. And, you know, there's a lot of people that can put on a good face for, you know, for a month or two months or whatever, but normally around five, six months, most people show their true colors by then, you know, and they've also had the chance to start doing some of the training and learn, you know, how we deal with the kids that, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, I'm 6'3", you know, six three, two forty. 240. If I come up to a kid that's already scared, you know, that's, that's a little seven-year-old kid, I might scare him. So we, our training shows us that we get down on one knee. We get down to their level. You know, there's there's little things like that that you got to learn before we bring in front of the kids, too, you know. So, um,
1: And I'm also just not going to let an opportunity for a child to get attached to someone who may not be around. You know, it's that's the biggest part is we tell these kids, we're your family, you know, welcome to the Baca family. I'm not going to let them have one more person let them down because I've I've had to have that conversation, you know, where another primary is left. And it's devastating, unbelievably devastating to this child because that person they were so attached to Mm -hmm. isn't there anymore and they're already struggling so much to say, hey, by the way, I'm still here, but this other person isn't anymore and have them question why, what did I do this time? You know, and it's, again, trying not to cry, but for that kid, we are everything, but we're also nothing, you know, without, their own strength were ineffective. So to know that I can be even part of that disappointment or give that child more disappointment, I just won't tolerate it. And, you know, I bought heads with my membership explaining this to them, but it's because I'm so passionate about being there for that child that it comes across as bitchy or rude. Or, I mean, I was told that I was stuck up, and I'm like, I am the most friendly person you can know. What the (laughs) hell? You know, and it's the persona or the image that you put out there, because when you truly feel something for something, you're going to be protective about it. Well,
0: that's that's another thing with our training. You know, it's, it's little stuff that we learn. Like, we never make a promise to the kid. You know, um, because I may have the world's best intention, but I can't fulfill that promise because I didn't realize I was going to get sick. So I can't be there that day when I, you know, promised them that I was going to be there. So we never make promises. You know, we don't, we don't say things, you know, as we're leaving the visits, we don't say, okay, I'll see you in a week, you know, or I'll see you in two weeks. It's, it's things like, all right, well, Bach will be back, you know, that way in case something happens, you know, God forbid I die or, or I can't make, or I leave the organization or whatever the case is, you know, we're, we're not we're not letting them down to the best of our ability. We're not letting them down. I mean, like, like Phoenix said, it's, it's a volunteer organization. And to say that everyone's going to be here forever, it's, you know, I mean, it's, that's a pipe dream. We all know that, you know I mean? But, um, there are people that, that have been here a long time. Like said, Bull's been around for 10 years. I've been here for five and Phoenix is just behind me a little bit, you know, but I mean, we're kind of the longstanding members sometimes at this point, you know, so, um, unfortunately not everyone not everyone has the ability to stick around as long as we've been able to. We've been fortunate that our kids are grown and everything. So we got the time, but um, you know, but when we can get people that can come and, and and volunteer for two or three years, it's still, it's still awesome to be able to get to know them and, and, you know, we'll take all the help we can get. And if you got two or three years to give, then that's better than zero years. Right. You know, <laughs> that's kind of the way I look at it. Yeah. Yeah. We do stuff outside of BACA as a chapter, like, well, have
3: a take a Sunday and like barbecue or we'll meet up, go out to eat. You know, we'll go to my house, have a gun shoot and barbecue, you know, just that's kind of the de-stressing and, you know, and that's where we get to know people outside of Baca to make sure they're a good fit. And, you know, it becomes your family. Like we all know more about each other's personal stuff than we should because (laughs) you become friends, you know, it's, it's a family. So
1: I call him my brother, and yeah. I, I actually had to call him to help me with my daughter's car one time. He's <laughs> at work, and I'm like, "Hey, Buller, are you near?" He's like, "Yep, absolutely." You know, that's that's my brother, and I would expect him to call me for the same things. And to say that it doesn't hurt when my brother or sister leaves the organization would be a lie. I mean, we're all in this for the same thing. We bond over something similar and we become family through time.
2: And just for somebody listening, they're thinking, Hey, this is something I want to do. I mean, on a, on a busy week, we will say summer because that's when everything gets done up here. How much time should they plan on committing to this in order to be, you know, after that one year mark, when they're a member, they have their patch.
3: You got to maintain a 80% of all meetings, Oh, any events we do, you got to maintain 80% of the mandatory events. And then we got other stuff we do that ain't mandatory, but we still like you to participate in that. Um, You do got to go to court at least once a year. And if we don't have a court case and you're coming up on that year, you got to go to one of the other chapters courts. Um,
1: The biggest time commitment that I would say in a week would be if we're doing the fairs, you're looking at about a 40-hour week. Um, we haven't done the county fairs in many years, but be prepared for a 40 hour week every once in a while. Our camp out, that's a 24-48 hour period, period. One day's mandatory, one's not, but it's part of that bonding thing.
0: on average you're probably looking a couple hours a week um high end 40. you know but that's you know uh, it's it's the reason it's really hard to give you an answer is because it all depends you know yeah. i mean i'm i'm currently primaries to or primary to a hero that the bike ride alone to get the visit is is about two hours each direction you know right. so i mean if you count that it's i got five six hours every you know every other week or whatever just in that you know but do you really count ride on the bike it's, you know, working. Man. Right. <laughs> so so it's, it's a hard number to come up with. Just, right. Right. But it's, but it's easier to tell you it's going to be, you know, 20 or 30 hours on busy weeks or whatever than to tell you two. And then you also have a busy week and you go, what the hell? you know Right. You three, you know, so. right. <laughs> but and just
2: so somebody
3: listening doesn't waste
2: some time. Sorry.
3: If someone wants to join Baca and they don't have, you know, if they're not sure if they can do the 80%. They have an option after the first year of training. They don't have to be a patch member. They can be a full supporter. And they have all the same rights as we do, except for they can't vote on chapter decisions and they can't be a primary. But they can still do all, they can still help empower the kids. They can go to court. They can, you know, and there's a lot of people that do that. And then we also get people throughout the Baca Nation that, um, We've helped their family and the parents will go out and get their motorcycle license to join BACA, mm-hmm. you know, just cause they seen how it help their kids and they want to give back, mm-hmm. but you don't necessarily have to be a patch member, you know, and do the 80%. And I think I'm gonna be a full supporter. It's just
2: 60%. And a question from the chat. They're asking if the, the three wheel is it the victory, victory brand counts as a motorcycle.
0: Uh, the with three my... wheeled motorcycle, like the, the spider.
2: Yes, yeah,
3: spider. I know they're licensed yeah. as a motorcycle in Wisconsin, and we had this question brought up. An international said no, because that'll take away from the actual motorcycle empowerment.
1: Are you thinking like the slingshot? The,
3: yeah, the slingshot. That could be.
2: Yeah. Looking at the at the at the uh, verbiage. I don't think English is their primary language, so I'll give them a little credit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we would defer them to the international page. Right.
3: Yeah, the slingshot, to to is, yeah. slingshot,
1: for sure, no.
3: Spiders, you can be in Baca. The spiders, yeah. But a slingshot is more like a car. Even though I know Wisconsin licenses them as motorcycles. but
2: Well, thanks again, everyone, for joining, coming on the chat. Appreciate you taking the time to be on the show once again we'll get wrap this up and thanks for everyone for joining us in the chat and on the live stream and listeners, if you have any questions, I'm going to, I'll include the BACA website in the link in the show notes. So go click on that. If you have any more questions and such, otherwise we will catch you next time.
0: Thank you. Thank you. you.